what we're trying to hold on to is what God is leading us to, not what the tradition has been. And God can lead us to change things pretty quickly. I think one of the things that one tries to do is to learn to recognize the master's voice or the shepherd's voice. That's where I want to be. That's where Susan and I want to be in recognizing God's voice. And when God speaks that clearly, as God has done it a couple of times, it's, uh, yeah, it's unsettling. <clears throat> it's disrupting. Um, but in the end, we've come to a spot where we know that voice is always speaking the best for us. So we can trust that when that disruptive leaving comes, we can test it, trust it and say, okay, I'm all in, let's do it. Conviction in the legal sense, early friends, describe and certainly my my experience personal experiences i was convicted that my old path was wrong and i was actually convicted twice i was first convicted that my institutional christianity was wrong and then i was convicted that the that the taoism that i had taken up in its place was not the right path for me so for almost anybody, the first path to transit, first step in transformation is to be conv convicted that your current path is not the one you need to follow. And unless you're convicted that it's, you need to change, you're not gonna change. Convincement has always referred to the uh, being convinced that the Quaker path is the path that's right for you to follow. You can be convinced of many different paths. I think they all go to the same place if you follow them with heart. And conversion of manners is a lifelong process by which you slowly amend your life so that it is more, more nearly what God yearns for it to be. And friends have traditionally thought that this takes a lifelong consistent effort, a long obedience in the same direction to borrow somebody else's phrase. The thing that differentiates what happened when early friends go to, went to meeting and what happens when most of us go to meeting is that they expected to be changed. 
every week. They were in it for the long haul and they were in it for to be transformed. And there's a great temptation spiritually to sell ourselves short, to fall short, to say, well, God loves me the way I am. Absolutely true. God also yearns for us to be even better. <laughs> so friends have said both, there is nothing that cannot be overcome with God's help and it's gonna take you a lifetime to do it. God's okay with us trying more than we can do, making mistakes. God's not about to punish us for not hearing accurately. <clears throat> and one of the important ways that we learn to recognize that voice is we learn to recognize when it's not that voice. So we listen as best we can. We think, well, the, the best I can suss out at this point is that this is a true leading and you try it. Okay, what's Deuteronomy tell us about whether a prophet speaks a good word or not, whether or not it comes true, okay, whether or not it works out. So one of the things we do internally is in little stuff, okay, you, you try it out. You don't necessarily, on your first attempt at discernment of God's will, decide whether or not to go to Africa to be a missionary, okay? But, whether or not to stand up in a meeting and speak, yeah. Whether or not to go over and reach out to that quiet person who always leaves immediately after meeting for worship and just engage them for a couple moments of conversation because you feel led to do that, try that kind of thing. The second kind of thing is to find an informal group of support, of a fellowship, one, two, three people, that you can talk about these things and that they can reflect back to the, well, you know, when he does that, I think I see a little pride sneaking in or no, that, that actually is not prideful. That's something to try to go forward. So we've, we've got these two things, trial and error and the help of the faith community. And that if we follow them, we actually begin to hear more clearly. Now the final spiritual step in this is subtraction. As we engaged in this attempt to listen, it begins to become clear that certain things get in the way of our ability to hear in various ways for various reasons. We need to subtract those things from our lives. 
takes a lifetime. <laughs> okay, but this is the apophatic spirituality, the via negativa, the spirituality of subtraction. This is the Quaker way. Quakers have subtracted from their worship everything that might get in the way of listening to God. Now, there are abysses to fall into on the other side <laughs> when you have weighty worship. All right. There's no free lunch, but this is the path that Quakers have chosen so that you listen as best you can. You try to remove those things that you can tell are getting in the way of your ability to listen. You try out, you test your leanings, take baby steps first and then bigger, and you find in your faith community those people who can reflect back to you what they see going on in you. I would say if you if you follow those three steps, then anything else you need to do will become clear on the way. <laughs>